Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some may say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see YMI, which is in case you missed it. SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I've been working with SMBs in various ways for the last two decades now, and if you like SMB-related discussion, we have the powerhouse of all lineups on Fridays here at talkradio.myc. You got Tommy D on philanthropy and focus before me, Jeremiah Fox on the entrepreneurial web after me, and Joseph Franklin McElroy later on this afternoon on wise content creates wealth. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to my man, Johnny Tsunami, who joined the talkradio.myc family officially this week with an awesome inaugural show last night called Planet Pacalolo uh, on the budding subject of legalized cannabis. Uh, Pakalolo is Hawaiian slang for crazy tobacco. The topics around cannabis and sometimes the associated people, they can be looked at as crazy. The goal of Planet Pakalolo is to bring a less taboo view to the current events, science stories, and opportunities around that wonderful plant. So be sure to tune in on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time to listen to Johnny Tsunami and his special guests blow away the smoke surrounding the world of cannabis. But back to the show, over the last two decades, I've seen that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs happens here on Friday when we feel the weekend freedom upon us. However, we are so anxious to start the weekend, myself included, that these crucial pearls of wisdom are often overlooked, forgotten in favor of our fun activities and freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders today, as well as their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, so a little bit deeper meaning here. It's not just a play on words, although I do like a play on words. I'm feeling a little bit of freedom coming. I've got my shades on. My boy's got his shades on. Let's get this party started. Today's topic of discussion, power plus profit equals peace of mind. Some would call these folks forensic business scientists. Others describe them as uh, plumbers tending to leaky pipes, but no matter how they're described, our special guest today they're known for determining and, pro and providing optimized financial results. They'll put together the perfect combination of hindsight, insight, and foresight, uh, bring, bring home the solution to the SMB clients as a benefit uh, to the top-level executive and financial you know, operational matters relating to the business. For more than a decade, these fine folks have helped SMBs plug profit leaks, create growth strategies, negotiate deals, master the art of cash flow, and maximize profit. While we're on talkradio.nyc, once again, we don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the SMB landscape and we'll create some more impact come Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, if you will. In my travels, products change every single day. In every other facet of our lives, both personal and business, there is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first keeping a focus on good process that will help you achieve your goals. You do that, the right products will be there, people. I promise you, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a phenomenal show here for you today, uh, the two-for-one type of special. Our special guests, Carol Soman, founder, and Matthew Hegem, president of Dashboard Enterprises. Double your pleasure today. So first, a little bit about Carol for you guys. 
Now, Carol is the founder, known as the Profit Leak Queen, brings over 35 years experience to her company as a chief financial officer, chief operating officer, certified public accountant. The experience combined with the resources and education of the team has enabled Team Dashboard to have a very, very positive impact on their client's bottom line. Specifically, Carol is an advocate for the financial well-being of the entrepreneur, so she likes to treat every business as if it carries the intention to sell within the next five years. Love that. From that lens, she utilizes her expertise to increase the entrepreneur's take-home income, the market value of their business, the overall quality of life as a business owner. She's developed a process for managing cash flow that coupled with the skill sets of her team makes Dashboard a critical partner for the small, medium-sized business owner. Carol's a graduate of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 uh, Small Business Program and a proud member of the Women's President Organization, where she helps drive membership and support the talent of other great female entrepreneurs. In addition to being one of Long Island Business News' CFO of the Year in 2013, she was recognized as one of the 50 most influential women in business by that same organization in 2014 and 15. Matthew Hegem, leading the charge of a fully remote team, serving clients from NYC to Seattle and everywhere in between. He knows that every great business starts with a solid foundation and takes a special interest in tackling infrastructural challenges, like selecting the right accounting software, fixing broken bookkeeping systems, and hiring the right bookkeepers, controllers, and CFOs. In addition to over 15 years in the industry, Matthew's resume and superpowers include uh, membership in the Sage Accounting Advisory Council, membership in the Women Talk Money advisory board, CPA practice advisors, 20 under 40 superstar, Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small business business program alum, featured speaker at QuickBooks Connect, Zero, uh, ZeroCon, AccountTech, SleaterCon, and more. Published 30, over 30 articles for the AccountTech Report, Smart CEO, and Entrepreneur.com. These fine folks are some of the absolute best people I could think of to discuss this topic here today. As always, we will talk about my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist you'd love to hear play it? Love the personal spin on those types of questions. Carol, Matthew, Queen and Prince of Profit Leaks. Welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here. Studies show I can't hear you when you're on mute, though. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> so, you know, I like to kick things off with you guys of just a couple minutes on how you got where you are today. You know, so, Carol, let's let's start with you. OK, well, I spent most of my career after six years in public accounting, be, being a controller, CFO and CEO of small business but back in the 90s, I worked for a company that was a tenant in the Hemsley Spear building. And we had gotten a notice, which was normal. We would get it every year on the operating expenses of the building. And we were required to pay 50%. That was our share. We had three floors in a six-floor building. And I saw the notice and I said, you know, this doesn't look right. So I started digging and digging and digging and realized that I had these special powers because I was able to go against Hemsley Spear and really make them tell me like what was in these numbers and dig and dig and dig. And finally, they we realized that a lot of the expenses they had in there were expenses that were not about running the building. They were other expenses. And I think this was like way Harry was already dead. Leona came back from jail. So 
you know, they just, I think they just really wanted to get rid of me, but they actually agreed. And we saved the, I saved the company $25,000 and that was $25,000 a year. That was a significant amount. It's significant today, but think about what it was in 1990, 1993, I think it was. Um, So I realized that this is like something that I really felt like I had these special powers and and through my career, I was always looking at opportunities and thinking about things of how I could save money and fix things that were wrong, whether it was uh, one, one year we had a tremendous problem, we had an old, old server and we had to spend all this money because we needed people to come overnight to fix it. And when I, I said, you know, why don't I call the insurance company and see if they'll pay for it, you know, pay for this, this huge charge to fix the, the network. And while I was on the phone with the insurance company, I said, hey, by the way, you know, we really have server problems. And not only did they cover these, the fee to fix the server, they also said they also agreed to um, pay for the server, which was something we really needed but couldn't afford. So it's really just creatively looking at situations and, op- and trying to uh, maximize opportunities as to where you can uh, see what's going on, see where the leaks are, and just fixing them. Because when you fix a profit leak, that money goes straight down to the bottom line. And when you think about your bottom line and how much in sales you have to do in order to get to that same bottom line, it is really mind-blowing. Yeah, no, not only that, it's money that can be reinvested back into the business, too, to help the business grow forward as opposed to rear facing. So love where your head's at. Matthew, a little bit about how you got to where you are today, my good man. Yeah, totally. So I definitely have a non-traditional career path in the world of accounting. I actually started off in the nonprofit world. And with regards to the accounting space, I was working for an organization that helped unemployed and low-income individuals enter into the workforce as bookkeepers and accounting professionals. I was the communications director for the organization, and one of my jobs was to learn how to tell their story and ultimately to bridge the gap between the choice that they were making to go into the program and the outcome that it would have on society, culture, et cetera. So I ended up enrolling myself in the program. That's where I learned everything about bookkeeping and accounting. And as I was doing that, not only did I have a great time with the constituents, um, but I realized that there's something critical about bookkeeping as a foundation for job growth and job creation. It's like if in the world of small businesses, if you can't you know, keep your profit, profitability, if you can't sustain your business, you're not gonna be able to keep your people on your payroll. And furthermore, you're not gonna be able to create new jobs for people. So that's where my passion really began. And then I discovered accounting technology that pulled me into the world of going to all these conferences, learning about technology and automation and and different solutions that were solving some of the data issues and really creating the space for um, bookkeepers at the time to become more trusted advisors. And long story short, I then flipped over into the for-profit space, started consulting a firm, grew that firm ended that work together, and then moved on to um, doing some consulting work before I found Carol. That's, that's amazing. The first decade of my career was very much technical knowledge, and definitely this past decade has been a lot more about it's not what you say, it's how you st- say it. Most folks out there know that I like sitting around the fire pit and telling a story. So just for a moment before we head to break, I'm going to do just that. There's a picture of the fire pit that we built in my backyard last year. So you know, my story around the topic of the day here, having your own SMB can have some great power, but with great power comes great responsibility. And the thoughts that I have on the topic, a little different than Tony Montana and Scarface, 
You know, he says, this country, you got to make the money first. And when you get the money, you get the power. When you get the power, you get the women. Little different story that we're talking about here. All businesses, small, medium, large, mega, et cetera, they want to profit. You know, obviously that's why they're in business. But there is tremendous power associated with having trusted professionals like Carol and Matthew who can help you watch out for your profit leaks and give some direction to your data. It's one thing to have data and not know what you're doing with it. It's like having a Ferrari and not knowing how to drive a manual transmission car. Having folks to guide you through the wilderness like Harold and Matthew, there's, it's almost like an invaluable type of thing. The leading product and service in my eyes that, you know, that Carol and Matthew and the dashboard team really provide is peace of mind. Yes, there might be more profit and an additional feeling of empowerment. Before SMBs enjoy their wealth and profits, they need to have their health, happiness, and peace of mind. And if you're looking for that, at least in my eyes, Carol and Matthew are absolutely the partners that you are looking for to give it to you. We're going to take, take a quick commercial break, but we're going to be right back with Carol Soman and Matthew Hegem, the dream team from Dashboard Enterprises. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back to Always Friday. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me. It's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with the Dashboard Enterprises Dream Team, Carol Soman, founder, Matthew Hagen, president. Before we uh, get get deep into this, I I always like to you know relate the topic of the day and the guests and what we're talking about, you know, to some type of published work that's out there. And uh, in, in our discussions together with Carol and Matthew, uh, we talked a bunch about the book "More Myself: A Journey" by Alicia Keys with Michelle Buford. And uh, these fine folks actually wrote a blog article not too long ago about uh, it included some some tidbits from the book. But I, I just wanted to say a couple of quick things here before we kick it off. You know, more myself, Alicia Keys shares her journey towards authentic self-expression. She says nothing but uncertainty is certain. Circumstances come together only to fall apart moments or months later. And then in a flash, we must rise up and regain our footing. In the rearview mirror, I, I now see so clearly what escaped me then. It's not that the ground underneath, underneath me was suddenly shifting. It's that it is never still. That's part of the work of my journey, getting comfortable with life's groundlessness. And I wanted to kick things off here today with that because I think it's very, very analogous. I know you guys put it in you know, some of your discussions as well, uh, but I think it's very analogous to what you guys do. So you know, in this part of the show, we like to talk about the method, the science behind what you do. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? So Carol, give us a, a little bit of uh, insight into, into the method behind the madness. Well, first of all, you can't really do anything unless uh, uh, a set of books is accurate and correct. So, you know, how do you go to a doctor and say, hey, doctor, what's wrong with me? And then the doctor says, well, I need to look at you and you don't want him to look at you. So it's the same thing. How can I really understand what's going on in your business if your numbers aren't really right? So that's really the first part of it is to have a complete accurate set of books and then it's really just breaking down and seeing how number, where the numbers come from and how they get there. So I'll give you another example because I love telling stories. I probably should have been an author, not an accountant. Um, Never too late. I think so. But, you know, I was work, one of our early clients was a manuf- accessory manufacturer who sold to a lot of small stores. And when I was there, I was looking at the UPS bill and seeing that they had so many $4 charges because every time they shipped, they would ship, they would ship to the wrong address. UPS would have to correct it. And then UPS would give them a $4 penalty charge. And nobody went back to fix the address. And when you added up all these $4, you ended up with $50,000 a year of UPS charges. And it was so simple. Just communicate accounting department to the shipping department, and all you have to do is change the address, and there would not be a problem because you're shipping to the same store. They were accessories, so they were small items, so it wasn't like they so they could ship multiple times to the same store. And that was such a simple thing. It's just by looking at things, understanding how things get where they how how things happen, and why things happen. And that's just you know an example of. Just understanding process and understanding where things break down. And then once you know what's broken, then you can re-engineer it and fix it. 
Yeah, absolutely. You definitely can't build a house on a foundation made of sand or a cracked foundation. And I think it leads in nicely to the next step of your process of insight. And you guys know, I like to talk about insight. We've got some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. But, you know, like we were saying before, everybody has lots and lots of data at their fingertips nowadays, but it's one thing to have the data. It's another thing to use it effectively. So Matthew, you know, the insight part of the process, stay on top of your data. You know, talk to us a little bit about how you guys you know, deploy some of your best people and your best thinking to get people and businesses that you work with to really take action based on good data as, as opposed to just you know, reactive to whatever the data topic of the day is. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a hard question to answer because it's different for every client, to be fair, right? And so, you know, going back to what Carol said, you know, there is the need, obviously, for that that solid foundation. And then from there, what we also create with our clients is systems around maintaining the accuracy of that data on a consistent and regular basis. So it's not in our business and with our clients, we're not giving them financial statements that reflect the last quarter or last year. We're trying to keep the, ultimately keep their books up to date and current now so that we can then have regular, consistent conversations about what they're seeing in their financial reports. So, so it's about creating a, a clear cadence with the business that, um, that ultimately allows them to lean into gaining the insight through an education on the financials. So for example, I recently Carol had a couple of entrepreneurs who came to us and they, you know, they had okay bookkeeping systems in place. Um, but they didn't really understand the information. And frankly, it's just because they weren't having regular conversations about the information that they were being presented. Now, granted, some of that information wasn't also being presented in a way that was in alignment with where they were headed. So part of the dialogue is helping them to, to it's like learning, learning a new language, helping them to learn the new language, understand the nuances of the, of the words that we're using, understand the nuances of the numbers that they're seeing, and, and, and building that acumen around how, how a change here impacts a change there. And then a business decision here has an impact on these numbers that affect the, this part of your financial statement. Um, so I think creating a consistent cadence and structure for them to lean into is a part of that process. And then the other part of that process is making sure that the data is actually um, flowing using the right tools and the right technology. We are fortunate enough to have a team member um, on the team who is an accounting technology specialist. I have a background in accounting technology. And one of the things that we look at is making sure that all of the, the plumbing is actually flowing in in a in a in as much of a live way as is possible right so that if you for example are running a report and trying to understand your inventory from your general ledger system you know that the data from shopify or the data from this e-commerce platform or the data from this e-commerce platform has actually made its way into that report so that you're not sitting there saying okay but what but did we sell anything or what happened to this or what happened to that so, so it's about Staying on top of the data is ultimately what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so spot on, Matthew. All of these SMBs are you know, different by nature, not only in the data that they have, even if you have five different businesses that are in the same industry, they still might have different types of data sets. But almost for, for sure is there's going to be how they interpret the data and communicate the data, even just based on the demographics of the folks working for them and with them. That's all huge. Correct. And, and 
Go ahead, Carol, and then I'll have well, one other thing. Take on a CFO client before we actually close the deal. We ask them three questions: Are you willing to invest your time in this project? We can do. We cannot do it for you. We will only be able to do it with you. Are you willing to be able to make a change? If they say no, then what's the point? And the third question is, are you willing to be held accountable? If they can't answer those three questions, we're just wasting your time and your money. So we're very clear that these are the questions you have to be able to say yes to, or else this is not going to work. I think that's awesome. And I want to take it back for a second to the good old more myself book. There's a couple of quotes in there that I loved. And one of them was from the poet and playwright E.E. E. Cummings. He says, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. And I think that is an awesome transition to the last part of this kind of little methodology you guys have, you know, that goes to foresight. And that really has to do with transforming your business and making that change. And I think it's so powerful that you guys ask that question, because if they can't you know, come to terms with there's going to be some changes made, they're, they're, the expectations of them having a transformational event and opportunity with their business, it's, it's kind of unfounded. They have to be willing to understand that groundlessness is happening and that everything's constantly changing underneath our feet. So, you know, while you should take some lessons from the past, you can't be completely rear facing with what's happening in order to transform your business. You have to have a little bit of foresight. So Carol, you know, talk a little bit about the actual business transformation that, that occurs that you've seen with, with some of the methodology you guys deploy. Well, one of the things is when we deal with forecasting, you know, lots of people just say, okay, let's take last year's numbers at 10%. And that sounds good. Well, if last year you were dysfunctional, why are you going to take 10% more dysfunction and create this forecast? So you sit down with people and they say, okay, we're going to do, we did 10 million this year. We're going to do 12 million. Oh, really? So what we do is we do what we call a bottoms up budget and salespeople hate it. Business owners love it, but salespeople hate it. We do, we prepare, this is what you sold, let's say we're doing in October, this is what you sold through September, here's your backlog, tell us how you think you're going to end the year. Now, with these existing clients, tell us, by client, and of course, there's going to be some miscellaneous, by client, how much business do you think you're going to do with each one of these clients? And they really forces them to think, and that's why they hate it, because they'd rather just give you a general number. And forces them to think client by client by client. And then you inevitably get, well, I can't really tell. Well, if you can't really guess, I certainly can't guess. So you're the best person to make this estimate. Then we come up with a number. And then we say, okay, these are the products you sold last year. Well, these are the services you performed last year. Tell us. How, what kind of services are you going to sell this year? So we, we go through it in two ways so that we really know that the sales number is very well thought out. Because if you don't get the sales number projection as good as it can be, then the rest of your projection is not really viable. So what happens is people project sales very carelessly, and then they build a whole overhead structure around these 
weak sales projections, and then they start spending against a number that's really not really a good number. So then what happens? The sales don't materialize and the overhead's already been starting to be spent. And that is really a disaster. I work for a company. They could not project their sales. And inevitably, the only thing that was certain was that they were uncertain. Yep. And they kept kept losing money, you know, year after year. And they kept having to fund themselves and and take on more investors to, to, to fund themselves because they could not figure it out. Most people will agree that one of the only constants out there is change. Yet when you try to draw some attention to the fact that they're focused on metrics driven analytics for quotas and sales and all of that, that they're looking at the past as an indicator of the future, which, you know, you could always take a lesson or two from, but it is absolutely not the be all end all to predict what's coming next. Because if it was, everyone would be wizards at it because <laughs> everyone's had some type of life experience. So I love the sentiments. You guys are awesome. We're going to take a short commercial break, but we will be right back with the dream team, the queen and the prince of profit leaks, Carol Soman, Matthew Hegum from Dashboard Enterprises. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting here with the queen and prince of profit leaks, the dream team from Dashboard Enterprises, Carol Soman and Matthew Hegum. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into the madness, the artistic observational parts of the job that, that Carol and Matthew carry out on a daily basis. Before we dive into that, I want to go back to, um, I can't stray away from this. There was so much good stuff that came out of discussing Alicia Keys' book with them. Um, yeah, there, there's a blog that uh, these, these folks wrote August of 2020, last year, and it has to do with the idea of groundlessness. And I just want to read something from here real quick. I think it's a good way to kick this off. Groundlessness is when CEOs call, call dashboard, realizing that the ground is shifting underneath them and it's time to know their numbers as intuition alone could not fill out things like PPP loan applications. They needed accurate numbers fast. As many small businesses have learned, now is the time to stop thinking about that your accounting department is just a burdensome overhead expense. Instead, understand the numbers as your lifeblood and know that the right CFO applies human skills like creativity and foresight to improve the decision-making process. Man, does that warm my heartstrings. But then there are those days when the ground seems to be shaking even harder than yesterday in moments like that. Uh, Carol wrote it here. Alexa, play Alicia Keys, and I dance to This Girl is on Fire. Not only is it a great boost of energy, it's a chance to get some exercise, super important when we're all stuck from working from home. So guys, I love the topic of discussion. Let's talk a little bit about the madness that you see, you know, both pre-pandemic, during pandemic, and potentially even post-pandemic. No subject to taboo. I'm cool with all of it. You know, obviously, if there's something client-specific, we don't necessarily want to compromise client confidentiality. But Carol, let's start with you. Give us a little bit of the madness that you're seeing out there today. Well, now I think people are really running to see if they can get the earned income, you know, the earned uh, employee retention credit. So there's a lot of that. And prior to the last couple of weeks, all the restaurants that were trying to get the grant uh, from New York State. But now I think people are really trying to figure out, uh, and this really is not necessarily accounting related, but just trying to figure out how do you deal with people who aren't really happy about going back to the office? And that's becoming a really big thing for employers and and for employers such as ourselves that really work in a remote model, I think this is a great opportunity to hire really talented people who really don't want to go back to the work, whether it's to the office, whether it's they're just nervous about it, whether they don't want to ride public transportation, which quite frankly, after what you heard about, that they only clean the, let's say from New York, the Long Island Railroad once every couple of days, it's kind of scary. So I think this is a great opportunity. Matthew and I were talking about it yesterday to kind of recruit some really good talent. But I think that that's a concern that a lot of employers have at this point. Um, You know, look, when the ground started shaking and a lot of employers, they didn't know what to do. Some of them pivoted. You know, we had one restaurant group that said, you know, we're not going to sit here and try to make, you know, in the middle of March, try to make tents for people to come out and sit outside because that's not really going to be sustainable. So what they did is they made sure they could nail down delivery. They could nail down people ordering from their restaurants and they became the best at a delivery. And then Absolutely. a lot of delivery to, you know, um, you know, hospitals and, and, you know, workers. And they're thriving today because of that. Yeah, that's, that's, 
Street company that started knew that you know apparel company that that knew that they they had all these facilities to sew and so instead of sewing what they normally sew they started sewing masks so they pivoted really fast now they have to determine you know I don't think the necessity for masks are not are no longer as critical as they were last year so now they have to retool themselves and consider okay I was an apparel company. I made apparel for people to go to work. Now I have to make different kind of apparel. I made, you know, I didn't really have much apparel because people were in sweatpants sitting at home. Well, now, you know, what do I need to do now with this hybrid workforce? You know, what does that look like? What am I supposed to make that's going to sell to, you know, my demographics? So that's the decision. Uh, you know, and I just think that a lot of people had to, you know, during the pandemic, had to, you know, had to think like startups all over again. There, there's absolutely no question about that. I, I want to go back to something you were saying, because I think there's a very important point here. And that is the idea about people who don't want to go back to the office. And that I'm sure that puts, you know, both you, Carol, and you, Matthew, in a position that where you guys end up in some of this discussion. But that's not really a tax and accounting and CFO discussion. That's more of an HR, human capital discussion. And I love the world of HR. I'm very passionate about it. But there, there's something here, even in my personal life, right? So people are starting to implement, SMBs are implementing back-to-work policies now, even in the month of May and June, with you know, things starting to ease up in certain ways. You know, problem for me personally is my two children their school day and schedule and all of that is so haywire at this moment come summertime when they actually go to day camp i'll actually be in a better position to to go out on the road again you know right now though i have to be here to take them to pick them up to get them to activities and all of that and it's it's something that i know for a fact other people are struggling with out there so you know the fact that you guys position yourselves as bringing a little bit more of the the human touch not just you know being you know, a financial mind and finding ways to save money. Every business owner likes to save time, likes to save money. But when you can add that human touch and that storybook feeling to it, then it's it just there, there's no po- more powerful discussion. So, you know, uh, talk to me a little bit about some of the and I, I want to hear from Matthew, too you know, about some of the other other types of topics like this, like where people who don't want to go back to the office, things that kind of broach the world of human resources, like in, and managing people, not so much numbers where, where you might've been asked yeah. to, to help out. Um, well, I, I guess I just have to say, um, you, you know, all decisions in your business have an impact on your financial status, right? So your choice on who you hire relative to what state they're in and what the implications of having an employee in that state are, right? And then how, to, like, you know, for example, right now, um, people are really, for various reasons, really having to think about their IT infrastructure, knowing that there's not an, a, a central office with a server, but that the team is distributed and you've got concerns around security. Well, the, which means that you're going to have to, at minimum, review your engagement with your IT provider, which might bring up questions about additional services, which is, again, an expense. that it's a, So there is nothing in a business that doesn't have an impact on, on the bottom line, right? It's, it's, it, there's a number associated with everything. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I guess how I'm relating to what you're what you're talking about um, is is really this mentality of um, of being fixed in in one's way, right? And 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 we do actually deal with that quite frequently in our industry because you know our industry 
And I was telling a colleague yesterday, I, I, Carol and I had attended a, a digital CPA conference, I think back in December. And I remember an economist had come on and said something to the likes of the, the pandemic had really taken everybody, I mean everybody, but particularly the accounting industry, and fast forwarded it like five years in its, in its mandate to adopt new technology. And what's happened as a result of that is a ton of accounting professionals, CPAs in particular, old school CPAs, are no longer able to say, well, that's just the way we've done it. Right. And what's what's important about that statement is that it's a, it's, it's, it's a two sided conversation. A CPA will say, well, that's just the way we've done it. On the other side of the table is the client that says, OK, then I have to do it your way. Right. <laughs> and, and that's actually not true. And what one of the sort of metaphors that we use when we talk about um, our company, and by the way, we're going through a rebranding. So in July, we're going to launch a brand new brand as we you know, do our national expansion. But one of the metaphors that we're looking at is this idea of the table and, and where it is that the accounting professional positions themselves at the table. We don't see ourselves in that traditional sense across from them, but rather on the same side of them solving the problems um, at hand. And so um, you know, so, so I think that whole mindset and that whole culture um, around that's just the way we've always done it. It's having a, an incredible impact on our industry and how we're relating to clients and ultimately their expectations of us as well. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. I think I think that's that's such a powerful story that you just relayed is especially with the table. I use the analogy all the time that sometimes it's more about how you set the table than it is the actual meal. And a lot of times, especially when you're talking about numbers and quota and revenue, people are looking at the product, the numbers, the meal, and they forget all about the people in the process, like who set the table and how did they go about setting the table and why. And that stuff is so crucially important here. You know, before we get to break, I just want to go back to one another blog that you guys did, Avoiding the Entrepreneurial Cliff, the other Thelma and Louise story. Uh, for Louise, numbers told the most accurate story of a business. She found comfort and an insight in seeing those same reports that left Thelma bewildered. Numbers were a map that told you where you were, where you needed to go and how to get there, but you have to know how to read it. And in order to know how to read it, you have to know the people who have the kick-ass process of being able to read it for you and tell the story. And that's why I love everything that you guys are talking about. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with the Queen and the Prince of Profit Leagues from Dashboard Enterprises, Carol Soman and Matthew Hegem, right after this. Stay with us. You're listening to... Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph 
Brooklyn McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting here with Carol Soman and Matthew Hegum from Dashboard Enterprises, outsource CFOs, profit leak, genius folk. Uh, by the way, if you guys uh, enjoy entrepreneurial types of discussions, you like small, medium-sized business, please stay tuned in for the entrepreneurial web coming up at 12 o'clock Eastern time, right after Always Friday, bound to get some pearls of wisdom from Jeremiah Fox. So, but to take things home here, we're going to really get into the messaging, take home, you know, what weekend insight we can harness to make a Monday impact come Monday morning. And you guys have given us a ton of it here today. Can't thank you enough for being on. Some of the things that we discussed in just our little travels together, you know, and I love this, you know, come to Monday with a new lens, like let's change the conversation. And I, I love that because, you know, as you know, my, my, my little tagline from weekend insight to Monday impact I really like that. And I think a lot of it is, is mindset and looking at things with a different lens. So I know you guys also said along the way, the fog can lift very often. Business owners can have a little bit of that gray cloud around them. And especially as it relates to, as you guys so kindly put it along the way, um, you know, the, the financial professionals and accounting professionals that work you know, with said SMBs, you know, it, a lot of times it's looked at as a necessary evil overhead expense, and it can be so much more than that. and should be so much more than that. So Carol, Matthew, what weekend insight can we, can we give to everybody so that they really make an impact come Monday morning? Matthew, let's start with you, actually. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, come to Monday with a completely different set of questions. Period. I mean, particularly about your finances, and, and and you know, if you're if you have a meeting with your accountant on Monday, right? Go and think about the questions that you used to ask. Think about the conversations conversations that you used to have, and then sit in that moment and say, okay, who who am I becoming? What is the kind of business that I want to grow? And what are some of the challenges that I have today, and that I see in my future? And how can I let that become the 
that that thing which I am becoming become the thing that informs these questions to be a different set of questions and then go into that meeting and have a conversation because it's going to shift the dialogue and it's going to bring forward insights around what's possible that you would otherwise not be not be having if you were just concerned with the same set of standards you know fact checking accountant questions that typically get asked like where are we with this and where are we with that and what is that transaction right that's that is important it's important to know the history but it's about much more than that you know i'm 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 really big into quotes and it always blows me away how how some folks out there will recite the Albert Einstein quote, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result as, as in saying, you need to be thinking outside the box, forward thinking. And then they go back and start asking the same tired, ridiculous questions over and over again and expecting a different answer. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's, it really is mind blowing sometimes. Carol insight for Monday impact. What do you got? Okay, let's talk about instinct and your gut feeling, okay? I really believe it's a great thing to have and everybody does have it, okay? But as your business becomes more complicated, I do believe that your your instinct gets a little, doesn't get as, it's not as powerful as it was when you're a simple business. So now add the fog you have around everything. How could your instinct show up when you have fog? So you really need to, if you want to trust your instincts, you need to defog yourself first, right? So I think instinct is great. So start by just taking that first dip and try to defog your mind and try to learn. Look, it's hard for me. Like I don't, I'm not good in marketing. I'm not a creative type of person. So I understand the fear of like going into something that you really don't know how to do. So you just got to start somewhere. And, you know, working with Matthew, he showed me that, you know what, I'm not totally inept. You know, <laughs> I could write an article. I might have a lot of editing, but, you know, at least I have some thoughts, right? So just don't be afraid. If you really want to go with your gut, your gut needs a clear mind. The hardest part of doing anything is doing it the first time. And I couldn't agree more, you know, this, the content that you guys have produced, the content that we've produced here today, you know, phenomenal, powerful. I would, I would urge everyone out there to go and read the blogs that you guys have put together. You know, we talked about a bunch of things, you know, cited from the more myself book with Alicia keys. You guys also talked a little bit about a book that I, I also enjoy out there from Damon John, you know, the power of broke, how empty pockets, a tight budget and a hunger for success can become your greatest advantage, you know, especially the hunger for success part. Like that's a lot of that is mindset. And especially like these days, you know, especially with the pandemic and people being shackled to computers more than before, you know, a lot of this is mindset. Is it really coming, coming to the, to the table, no pun intended, uh, with, with questions that, and, and things that are really thought provoking about how you can become more successful, how you can grow together, how you can, you know, really have strategy with the right partners internally and externally. And, you know, a lot of times when you, when you are broke and it's, it it becomes a lot more about the bigger picture. And like, and I, I continually see people looking for the next deal and the next dollar instead of the right next people. And yeah, I, I know for a fact that folks that are looking for you know, the types of services that you guys provide with dashboard, you guys are absolutely the best people to deliver these types of services. So again, I, I couldn't thank you guys enough for, for being on the show with me here today. You know, everyone out there, uh, Instagram, 
Twitter, Facebook, all of these social media outlets on the internet. I'll, I'll put up some links here towards the end, um, you know, so you guys can check it out. But they are everywhere. Uh, just look up dashboardny.com as well. Again, they are going to be going through a rebranding, national expansion. We have Carol on the East Coast. We have Matthew on the West Coast covering everything from coast to coast. Uh, before we wrap things up officially here today, uh, we're going to revisit my favorite three questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And uh, what is your favorite musical instrument? And uh, who is the artist you'd like to hear play it uh this little Thelma and Louise action was just uh wasn't one of the answers per se but I just thought it went well with everything so um you know Carol said she doesn't really watch much TV I get that answer here and there I'm a I, I don't have a chance to really binge watch things the way I'd like to these days. It's just, you know, not enough time in the day, but you know, I've always loved movies, TV and music. So I like to ask these questions. So Matthew gave an answer for this one. Uh, favorite uh, TV show characters from the show Lucifer are Lucifer himself, as well as Mazikeen, Lucifer's right-hand assistant. So guys, for those of you who don't watch, uh, you know, Lucifer, you know, Lucifer uh, has decided he's had enough of being the dutiful servant in hell and decides to spend more time on earth to better understand humanity. Good luck with that. He settles in Los Angeles, the city of angels. Nice, uh, interesting irony there. But uh, I couldn't help but put Carol's face on uh, Mazikeen here. Uh, you know, Matthew talking about it was just like, yeah, Carol doesn't take any crap from anybody. So Neither is Mazikeen if she has to work side by side to Lucifer. So yeah, I, could, I couldn't help it, you know, put, put your face on there. And then for Matthew, uh, yeah, Lucifer himself, which I guess in effect would make him not only the Prince of Prophet Leaks, but he likes the Prince of Darkness as well. So just think of you as a, as a guardian devil. I kind of like that. I like that too. It's good. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I actually haven't gotten into Lu- to, to the Lucifer show at all, but not the first time I've heard of people getting into it. So yeah, uh, definitely binge worthy. Yeah, definitely binge worthy. I feel like the last one I, I, I binge watched the boys recently from Amazon. I thought mm. that was pretty cool. I'm into superhero stuff. So that, that mm. does it for me. Uh, but it's, it's really tough, man, with the kids and all of that, you know, these days uh, into the favorite movie or TV show discussion. Second time I've actually gotten this answer. Favorite movie is Arrival. Uh, with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Uh, a linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms that, that have landed on Earth after uh, you know, 12 mysterious spacecrafts appear around the world. And I thought this was uh, an interesting analogy, all of us did, to, to what Carol and, and Matthew actually do, uh, because you, you guys are almost like linguists trying to help communicate. Yeah, yeah. It's the break, a breakdown in communication. Uh, oftentimes with your accountant, you're like, wait, I don't understand the language you're using. And yet you're trying to make, you know, you're trying to make a big decision, but you don't understand the language. Critical. <laughs> different thoughts from even different species. They didn't speak the same language. They needed dashboard to help them. And any instance I have to put Matthew's face on Jeremy Renner uh, seemed like a good opportunity. Uh, so how could you pass up a chance to be Jeremy Renner? Uh, so... Favorite instrument, no surprise here, uh, piano, and the artist to play it, 
Alicia Keys. And uh, I thought that that was a great one, especially to get Carol's face back on Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire. She's always on fire, obviously. Uh, she mentioned the versatility of the mood with the piano. It can be upbeat and happy. It can be absolutely terrifying. Uh, <laughs> going go, go, seemed like going through hell or going to heaven. New, uh, Carol's on the East Coast in New York. New York, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do. Thought it was a great way to bring everything home here today. Uh, guys, once again, couldn't, can't thank you enough for being on the show. Contact info for these fine folks. Headquarters on the East Coast in Long Island, Woodbury. Uh, again, look on social media. You will find them everywhere. Uh, coming up next week, we got Back to the Beach. Memorial Day is coming. I live by the Jersey Shore. Always a fun time of year around here. SMBs are opening back up. Beaches are opening back up. Will this summer feel a little bit more like life as we know it? We will dive into the ocean of questions, concerns, opportunities, and more surrounding the peak beach season in 2021 with some other special friends of mine next week. Until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.